This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. Welcome to the program with a unique focus on helping Canadians avoid probate. The one thing everyone should know about probate is that it's not inevitable. With some planning and good advice, you can avoid the exhausting, expensive and time-consuming probate process and have your affairs settled quickly and privately. Speaking of good advice, here are your hosts of Avoid Probate. Good morning, Zoomer listeners. Welcome to the Avoid Probate show on this beautiful Sunday morning here on AM740 Zoomer Radio. My name is Jason Laidler. I'm going to be talking to you for the next little while about all things related to probate with my world-famous co-host, Ted Walsh. And good morning, Ted. Hello. Hey, you know what we should, we should mention, because we didn't mention it last week, and I know it's been a couple of weeks, but congratulations to uh, Canada's National Soccer Absolutely. Men, I'm so excited. Boy, did they uh, put out a boot and lick and it was, and... it was a great game. It was sure. a great game, wasn't it? And, and, you know, I watched the Costa Rica game. I almost went to that game live. <laughs> Remember, you, we you, talked about this. I'm glad I didn't. And I'm glad, in a way, that they didn't win in Costa Rica because they got to win at home. Yeah, and I do. And I, and I talked about that, and I agree with you because it was something very special. And, yeah. and of course, it meant more money for MLSC, and God knows that they could use it. Not just that, but uh, more money for local uh, establishments. For local establishments, it was it was terrific. Yeah, and the, and the party's not over because mm-hmm. you know, as we, as you know, now the World Cup is next. It's not for the end of the year. Yeah. But there'll it, be a bunch of friendlies. Qatar. There'll be. Yeah. It, it's it's just so. Is exciting. it Qatar or is it Qatar? I don't know. Because I've heard it pronounced both ways. I thought it was Qatar. But I don't know any Qatarians. I stand to be corrected on that. By the way, I want to ask you something. Mm-hmm. Do you notice anything different about me today? <laughs> no. No? No. Okay, well, that's a, that's a fair answer. I finally got my new glasses. Well, you do have new glasses. I have new glasses, and if anybody, regular listeners who have been listening to the show yes. for yeah, for a long time yeah, yeah. will remember way back, boy, I'm going to say, I think it was last May, hmm. I was talking uh, on the show about the fact that I finally went to get my eyes tested hmm. and finally paid for like proper glasses instead of what you call cheaters or readers or hmm. whatever that you just buy off the shelf. And Which are bad for your eyes. I know. I could feel. I could feel my eyes like mm-hmm. deteriorating every time I put them on my face. And I w- was waiting and waiting th- to get these glasses, and I never got a phone call from the glasses people. And so I just left. The glasses I, people. Yeah, and I just left. I the optometrist. Yeah, and my mother's like, "When are you going to get your glasses? When are you going? Why don't you go get your new glasses? Like, how long are you going to wait for your new glasses?" And finally, mm-hmm. I went and got my new glasses. And I got to tell you, wow. I can see. Yeah. They look good, too. Oh, thank you Notice anything different about me? Are you wearing new glasses? I am. Get out of here. I am. Are they cheaters? No, they're reading glasses. No. They are prescription. But I'm going to guess. I had to get them upgraded. I was just going to say, I'm going to guess it's not your first pair of prescription glasses. No, it's not. But I had to get them upgraded. So what I did was I got two pair. I upgraded my old ones, and I got a new pair so that I could have one in the car and one in my home. Because I'm constantly forgetting them. I only have one pair. I'm going to, like, guard them with my life. But anyway, I'm excited about that. Uh, let's talk about what's happening today in the world. Well, in our world, anyway. Did you know that it's Golfer's Day today? Well, I, you know, I, I've never heard of that, to be honest with you. I know today is, is round four. It's the final round of the Masters. One of my favorite sporting events in the year. There's three of them that are just, for me, the Masters, Super Bowl, and the Indy 500. Okay. That's nice. And you don't care about no, any I, I was trying to be polite about that. But uh, I, I know I wanted to ask you, like, you, you used to run an annual golf tournament as a fundraising event, correct? I did. We did. We ran it for 26 or 27 years. And the, it was to raise money for? For the Children's Breakfast Club. Yeah, exactly. Good yeah. for you. Well done. Great organization. Mm-hmm. Great organization. I have one of your mugs. I'm proud to I'm proud to use one That's, of those. Uh, it's priceless. Branded. Meaning it's not worth anything. Golf, golf <laughs> mugs. It's also, and I'm excited about this, it's National Cinnamon Croissant Day. Now, I know is this is an American holiday. I don't know. I don't know. Don't. Well, when you when you saw it, did it say questions. croissant or did it say crescent roll? 
Well, it did not say Crescent Roll. But anyway, let's let's not worry about the, the details there. I brought in you did. cinnamon. Uh, what are they? They're not croissants. They're cinnamon Danish Danishes. Butterhorn. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, iced cinnamon Danishes mm. for us to share. From the Front Street Bakery. To eat and get all over the uh, equipment here in the studio and make it all nice and sticky. Just, uh, uh, um, where is the Front Street Bakery? It's on Front Street in Toronto. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. Well, where did you get it? I got them at, at the Metro in Newmarket. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's where I got it. All right. So we can have that for breakfast. Maybe it's better if we do Oh, that. they're so good for when you, the show's, When the show's over. 380 calories. Uh-huh. 32 grams of saturated fats. Are you on a mm. diet, Ted? Are you, are you on the post-COVID diet? No, I just... This is <laughs> 11% sodium. It's also... Uh, and sugar is 33 grams, and I think what you do to figure out what sugar is, divided by four, so that'd be like th- eight, that's like eight teaspoons of sugar for every one of these things that you eat. Yikes. So, so take take a teaspoon out of your drawer. Well, I was just going to have half of one, so yeah. I'll be okay. okay. It's also National Hug Your Dog Day, which I think is awesome, and I do that every day. Every day in my yeah, life is National Hug Your Dog Day. I don't have a dog. I have a cat. I, I have two. I have two dogs. Um, I think I've said that before. Yes. A, a Border Collie and a German Shepherd. The German Shepherd's actually kind of sick right now, which is making me nervous. Hopefully we get over that. And, of well, course... Don't be, don't be feeding him any of this. No. no maybe that's what happened. Maybe she snuck in and ate a Danish when I wasn't yeah, looking. Maybe. Wouldn't surprise me. Lastly, Palm Sunday. For that's all right. our um, that's right. good Catholic listeners out there who are getting ready to go to church. Is that what happens on Palm Sunday? I don't really know. Well, sure. Okay. You go to church every Sunday if you're, uh, if you're a, a good, good Catholic. Catholic. Yes. Well, it's not, not just Catholics. No, of course not. Yeah. And then Easter Sunday next week, and then Orthodox Easter Sunday the following week. Is that your thing? Is that a Ukrainian thing? Well, it's not just a Ukrainian thing. It's for people who celebrate on, on the old calendar. Mm. That's, so, a, that's Ukrainians, right? Sometimes, some some years, it's the same weeks. Some we, It can be up to five weeks difference in, in time. <clears throat> okay. This year, it's one week apart. Okay, well, that's, uh, that's good to know. This is the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Jason Layler here with Ted Walsh, and we are going to talk about probate stuff. Thank you for joining us this morning. New format, I think. I think this is the start of the new format where we've actually eliminated one of the breaks and eliminated some of the commercials that the listeners were listening to prior. And so that's good. That means more content and, yeah, more good stuff for the listeners to learn and, and benefit from. That also means that we have room for anybody if you'd like to advertise on the show. Of course. Advertisers and anybody who has a request for a specific topic as well. And and I was going to say this later on, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about some probate stuff and I'm not going to get into all the nitty gritty details. So if there's, if you ever think that there's uh, more information that you'd like to have based on a topic or a show that you hear, just let us know. I and mean, I've got all the details. I, d- I just don't always have time to share them mm-hmm. on, on the radio show. So having said that, we are going to go to our first break before we dive in and talk about probate stuff. So top up your tea and coffee, and we will be right back after this. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Avoid problems you didn't know you had. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid all that red tape. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid high fees. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid a long wait. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid expensive fines. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid uncertainty. Avoidprobate.ca This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of Avoidprobate.ca Welcome back. You're listening to the Avoid Probate Show with Ted Wallace and Jason Lehler, who is around for you during the week. You can call him toll-free, 1-844-667-7628. His mom will answer the phone because she works for the company and she answers the phone. Hi, Mom. She'll pass on the information to Jason, who will get back to you ASAP. Or you can email him at info at avoidprobate.ca. Avoid probate is one word. That's info at avoidprobate.ca. 
and he'll return your email as well. Jeez. Yeah, thanks, Ted. I'm going to go off script just for a second because you just reminded me when you were talking about uh, mom answering the phone. I, I drove out to provide some customer service excellence, to, uh, as we always do, to an existing client out in the Kawarthas, north of uh, Peterborough somewhere. And uh, it was a really productive meeting, elderly gentleman, and we covered off a few different items that needed to be covered off, including um, a phone call to Revenue Canada, uh, CRA, still mm-hmm. call it Revenue Canada because mm-hmm. I'm old. And we had to get Revenue Canada on the phone. I mean, I made the call, but of course he had to be on the call because it won't tell me anything, right? And we needed to find out what his TFSA contribution limit was. And so we got the answer to that question, what the TFSA contribution limit was. And at the same time, <laughs> he kind of uh, expressed his unhappiness with the fact that all of his uh, CPP and OAS and there's something else he was getting from Revenue Canada was going direct deposit, and he didn't want that. He said, I want checks, right? He's in his 80s, and he said, you know, I just, I don't want direct, he goes, I look at my bank statement, I don't understand, there's so many uh, transactions, I don't know what's coming, what's going, he goes, please just send me checks, like like they used to do. Mm -hmm. And I bet you the lady at Revenue Canada asked three times at least to clarify. Are you sure? Are, Are you sure? sure? Are you yeah, sure? Exactly. You, you're, you know that you're asking for, we can just do direct deposit. It's very easy. And he's like, no, no, like, like three. I was like, holy cow. Anyway, so we got his change made with the checks. And there was one other thing that we uh, did with, oh, and we set him up on his computer, on his tablet, so that he can tap in and look at his accounts. And that's important. A lot of even, you know, seniors... Everybody wants to have access to their account information, and when you're our client, you get that at your fingertips, if you can use a computer, if you have one, and he was having trouble getting that set up, so I was there, and I helped him set it up, and so we got a lot done, and where I'm going with this is on the way out the door, I reminded him, I said, okay, you know, call if there's any questions at all, you know, give me a call, don't hesitate, call and say hi to my mom, and he goes, that's your mom at the, uh, who answered the phone? I said, yeah. He says, I don't think so. I said, what do you mean you don't think so? He goes, she sounds way too young to be your mom. Mm. So, Did you tell your mom? Yes, I told my mom. Uh, made her day. Made her day. So Good. that was. Oh, this is the guy, by the way, who refers to me as the little rascal. And I can honestly say, I don't think anybody else in my life has ever called me a little rascal. But uh, Rascal, yeah. <laughs> easy now. Easy now. Okay. I haven't had the Danish yet, all right? So let's... Uh, <laughs> Like I Never said, that mind. was that was off script. Yeah, but but it just goes to prove that you'll travel anywhere to to meet a client. We do that, yeah. I um, know that, I, and, and people should know that. Well, I, I don't know if I mentioned. Yeah, last week I think I mentioned Sault Ste. Marie, mm. and we talked about how far it was. And uh, I haven't gone yet, but uh, we're still working on it. We're working on it. We're making mm. plans. I've got no problem. I've, I'm actually looking forward to it. But what I want to talk about today, I'm gonna. Uh, we're kind of doing things a little upside down here. I'm going to read uh, an email, so it's kind of like we're starting with the mailbag, which I know is a popular segment. So well, I got this email recently, and the interesting thing was, I mean, all the emails are interesting, I think, but like the day after I got this, I found this article, well, it landed in my inbox, and the article relates almost perfectly to the email. So I thought, okay, let's talk about this. We'll put this together. So I'm going to read the email and we'll talk about what this article says in terms of what the answers to this person's questions are. And of course, um, it is related to probate. The email starts off, says, hello, my wife and I have been married for 23 years. We purchased a cottage just prior to getting married 23 years ago. And at the time only put the title in my name. We would like to update this so that it is in joint ownership. However, The lawyer we contacted said to contact an estate planner first to ensure we didn't trigger a capital gain payment. This seemed odd to me, but after some reading, realized this could could happen if it was becoming a, quote, partnership with another party slash person. Skip that part to another party. However, I do not understand how this could be the case when it's my spouse's name that's being added to the title. Can you confirm? Question mark. Do you know? Question mark. As well. If we left it as is and I were to pass, the cottage would then need to pass through probate and would cost 1.5% of the value. Correct? Question mark. But would it then be transferred to her directly or again, could it trigger a capital gains payment as part of the transaction? Just looking at options, any help is appreciated, signed by this listener. Okay. Great question. And it's not, uh, it's not an uncommon question. There's a lot of questions in there. In fact, I think I said that. Yeah, my answer, my opening line was, uh, wow, you got a lot going on in your note. Maybe I'll read my answer here. It says, all great questions and so good for you for thinking about this stuff. 
To answer your questions, yes, I know. And yes, I can confirm that it would not be a tax event for you to add your spouse on the title of the cottage. I can also confirm that you're correct about your potential probate problem. As for it being transferred to her directly, I can't answer that. I said it's yours. As such, you can leave it to Mickey Mouse if you want to. Your note does not indicate if you have a will or who you have decided to leave the property to. It's not like the marital home. My advice is for us to have a real-time conversation so that I can glean a bit more info and provide the best advice possible. If you could provide me with a number, et cetera, et cetera. So this happens a lot. You know, I want to encourage the listeners to to contact us uh, by email or phone. But when when I get an email and there's no phone number on it, I almost always reply asking for a phone number because it's just so much easier it is to have a conversation mm-hmm. and i'll get so much it's it's a win-win and there's no charge i always add there's no charge for the consultation so you know i'm almost I'm grateful grateful for the email but you know if i write back and ask for a phone number please provide a phone number and i will call you and we'll talk about it so the clock's ticking here i want to jump into this uh, article the article is called what are the fees for becoming a joint tenant on a parent's property so like i said very very much related Uh, written by somebody, I'm not going to name the name, but this person is a senior estate administrator specializing in estate administration, et cetera, et cetera. They go on to say that depending on both of your tax situations, there are a few different types of fees that you need to consider, paraphrasing, uh, depending on your particular circumstances, you may be looking at possible capital gains. Uh, That was referenced. Land transfer tax, I'm not going to talk about that. Legal fees, accounting fees, and lastly probate fees upon the death of one of the joint tenants. Joint tenants, there's two kinds, and they're very different from each other. This this is referring to, it's called joint tenants as opposed to tenants in common. Joint This type of joint ownership, and we did a whole show on it, and we need to do it again because it's been a long time, and it's, it's confusing for a lot of people. This joint tenants means if you and I, if Ted and Jason buy a house together and mm. we're 50-50 owners, and if I die, you don't get my 50%. My spouse does, or my kids do, my mm-hmm. estate does. That's different than right of survivorship, right? Where if one of us gets hit by a bus, the other person automatically takes over. But in many cases, you, I would have uh, first option to buy. No. Or could have. Well, we could make that agreement, but that's yeah. up to us. But you know, this is a problem with business owners who have partners, right? The business owner, the partner passes away, let's say, and his or her 50% is now part of his spouse's estate, and the spouse knows nothing about the business, doesn't care about the business, doesn't know how to run the business, but she's a she's a 50% owner, and it's a problem for the business going forward. So there are solutions to that. There's, it's called key man insurance and things like that, which we're not going to get into now. But if there's a listener who wants to know more, give us a call. So that's, that's the type of joint ownership we're talking about here. Uh, in terms of the capital gains, think of capital gains tax as the fee the government gets when we profit from the sale of an investment. I think most listeners are probably familiar with capital gains. I don't want to spend too much time talking about that, but but it does trigger. It could. It could trigger a capital gain event. I know in my answer to the email I said no. That's a spouse situation, and it could be a... a it also depends on if it's a principal residence situation. So I guess the real answer is it depends. Does it trigger a tax event? It depends on, on the other details. There could be gains paid at the time the title is changed. There could be gains paid at the time the property is sold. I mean, hopefully, hopefully there's gains to pay. Having gains is a good problem. And I say this to clients all the time when they've got unrealized gains and people are like freaking out because they don't want to pay tax on the unrealized gains. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got, I've got, I've got gains. Well, that's better than losses. There is another expression though that I share with clients. It's uh, capital losses get lost. And what that means, you know, it's it's really important for you to track your losses if you have any. I don't suppose people have had losses for a long time because the market's been on a tear for, well, except for this year, of course, because of what's happening, happening across the ocean. But up to 2021, markets were all positive. But anyway, if you have gain, if you have losses, it's really important to track those because you can offset your gains dollar for dollar. And what happens is, you know, mom or dad passes away. They've got losses that the kids don't know about. So tax gets paid on the gains and it didn't need to be because the kids didn't know that mom took a bath on uh, some shares. She took a flyer on some tech company or whatever in the 80s and it went under and she has this big loss that she could have carried forward to offset the tax on gains with. So that's why the expression is 
capital losses get lost. So that's important. Another uh, sidebar there. Don't want to talk about the land transfer tax. Accounting fees, of course. The article says, I recommend you work with an accountant. Hiring one can save you from making errors on your tax returns for complex transactions such as this one. And uh, she goes on to say, both you and your father will have to file your individual tax returns each year and have the property reported if it's earning income. For as long as you each own it, the fees for completing the tax returns will vary. And then probate fees. She finally gets to the good stuff here and talks about probate fees. I think I can squeeze it in before we go to our break here. In Ontario, the formal name is the State Administration Tax. However, most Ontarians know this tax as probate tax or probate fees. I call it a death tax, and I refer to it as uh, the probate nightmare. Estate Administration Tax? Estate Administration Tax is the official term. Which is an acronym for EAT. That's right. I see it all over the time, all over the place when I'm reading about the stuff. It says EAT everywhere. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, EAT. This person says I call it a probate fee. That's being polite if you ask me. So I'll reference it for the remainder of the explanation. Probate fees only trigger upon the death of an Ontarian. Well, that's not true. It's a death of anybody, any Canadian in any province or territory except Quebec. And these are calculated based on the assets of the deceased on their date of death. That is true. It's only calculated on the value of the estate on the date of death. And why is that important? Because you don't sell everything on the date of death, right? It might take a year to sell the house. Mm-hmm. Not because not because it won't sell faster, but because you got to take time to empty the house and, and paint the house and, you know, whatever. Sure. Sort it all out. Mm-hmm. And a year later, you've sold the house. And as you know, in this crazy housing market we're in, it could be $100,000 up in value in a year. Or more. Or more. Mm-hmm. So... But that's what I'm saying. That $100,000 gain in value, of market value in that year does not affect the probate because the probate fee is based on the value on the date of death only. Mm-hmm. Okay? All right. There's a bit more here to the article, and I'm going to explain. I should have said this right off the top. It's pretty thorough, and I think the lady did a pretty good job of covering the main points. However, in my mind, it is missing in some very big way. And I'm going to ask you, uh, when we come back after the break, and finish uh, the rest of the article, I'm going to ask you if, if you can think of what, what's missing in this article. And I'd like to ask the listeners to think about it too. So we'll do that right after this quick break. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. My name is Marilyn, and I avoided probate. Marilyn is a good daughter who wants the best for her elderly mom. Um, why is she overdrawn on her account? What's going on here? Her mom had money, much of which was tied up in non-registered accounts like GICs, paying next to no interest, which meant... She was dipping into her capital big time because the residence she was staying in was very costly. So she was overdrawn on her account four times a month. Marilyn wanted to disperse the money for her mom's needs using her power of attorney. The bank refused, saying the accounts were in her mom's name only, and then rubbed salt in the wound. They pushed it back on the family and said it was all our fault. We should have been on top of it, not them. That's when Marilyn got a hold of Jason at avoidprobate.ca. He accompanied Marilyn to the bank to move mom's money. Why? The insurance companies now have as many, if not more, investment options than the banks have. Plus, we can also put a 100% death benefit guarantee on the account once it's at the insurance company. Anybody who has non-registered accounts at the bank needs to look into the services we provide at avoidprobate.ca. I don't know how long my mother is going to live. None of us know. So my thing was, if she lives to 100, there'll be more than enough money to sustain her. How was avoidprobate.ca able to help Marilyn's mom? It's a good news story. The account is earning money more than it did when it was at the bank in a low-paying GIC. But more importantly, it's still 100% mom's money. There's no joint owner on the account, but there is a beneficiary on the account, which wasn't there before. Which means no tax issues and no probate to worry about. I share my story with as many people as I can, and I hand out Jason's cards to lots of people and say, call this man. He'll walk you through it. Call us at avoidprobate.ca on the toll-free number, but call us before your mom or dad passes away. That's when we can help you. Avoid probate like Marilyn did with avoidprobate.ca. Call 1-844-667-7628. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. 
Hey, good morning, one and all. Welcome back. This is the Avoid Probate Show with Jason Laidler. I'm Ted Walshen. With a reminder for you to visit our website at avoidprobate.ca. There you will find all kinds of neat things, including a free probate calculator. <laughs> what did I use? Well I, done. Well done. I always call that a, a what calendar. A calendar. I was waiting for you to say calendar, calendar again. Yes, it's a proctologist tool. You can, it's a calculator. You can play with it and get an idea how much probate might be payable on your estate. And in addition, of course, uh, you can leave an email at info at voidprobate.ca or call toll-free 1-844-667-7628. That's 1-844-667-7628. And Jason will get back to you as soon as possible. And also, also... But wait, there's more. It sounds like an infomercial, doesn't it? But wait, there's more. You can press the listen to the show button and access past programs. Yes. It's uh, kind of cool. It is very cool. And um, I, I tell people that all the time because I know uh, 8 o'clock is a bit early for some people. But anyway, that's that's where we're at. 8 till 9, Sunday mornings, the Avoid Probate Show here on AM 740. We're glad you're joining us. I'm Jason Lather with Ted Walshin. And I want to uh, pick up this article where I left off, which also does make reference to uh, probate calculators. It says something about how to calculate the fee. In Ontario, the way to calculate the approximate fees is to list the market value of every item that goes through the estate. That's important. I'm going to talk about that. Subtract the first 50000 and then multiply by 1.5%. 1.5% is the probate fee in Ontario. I say it's the highest fee in the country. Yes, it could be argued depending on the different tiers that are that are mm-hmm. in other provinces but anyway it doesn't matter it's 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 hard. it adds up you don't want to pay it it's 15 grand per million and some people say to me hey it's only 15 grand per million and i'm like yeah okay that's mm-hmm. the least of your problems be like the t- the the delays and i've got a um if it's like if somebody if, if you walked into your, your your convenience store bought a lottery ticket and you won a million dollars at a 649 would you be willing to give 15000 of that to the provincial government? And if I asked you that, you'd say, no, it's my money. So then this is exactly the same thing. Yeah. It I, may not sound like a lot of 15000 versus yeah. a million, right. but it's $15,000. It's a car. Well, not just that. There's, there's, that's, that's a year's worth of mortgages. There's some people who people. live in a house in, in, some people live in a house worth $2 million. Well, now it's thirty grand, And, you know, that's a good chunk of money, like talking about a car. Huh. So anyway, but but I always stress to the, the clients that really, in my opinion, the, the 1.5% is the least of your problems because now you got to jump through hoops. You got to file papers. You got to pay thousands of dollars in legal fees. We want to avoid this for you. And we, we have the tools and the expertise to avoid this problem. Please call us before mom or dad passes away and just hear us out in terms of what the options are. If you're under the age of 85, it's free. It's crazy. Like I keep saying to Mr. Wallison, we're not selling steak knives here. Right, Ted? That's right. So a bit of a tangent there. Something to consider is that you're only looking to calculate the fee on the items going through the estate. You may not have to factor in items that have named beneficiaries, such as Life insurance, we'll come back to that. Tax-free savings account, a form of a registered account, or even property held as joint tenants with right of survivorship, not tenants in common. That's the difference. Getting back to the life insurance part here, we talk about it all the time. The crazy, simple solution that we're providing to you, Mr. and Mrs. Listener out there, to avoid the probate is a simple transfer of investments that are currently held at the bank with no beneficiary on it because you cannot put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at the bank. Uh, We'll do that transfer for you. We facilitate the transfer. We do the paperwork. We recreate the portfolio, apples to apples, at the insurance company where they have as many, if not more, investment options than the banks do. But now you can name the kids, the church, the cat, whoever you want to name as Mm. a beneficiary. And that avoids the probate. Speaking of which, another sidebar. We had another, unfortunately and sadly, another death claim. Uh, Young man, 56 years old, heart attack at work, 
lab, like a laborer. I don't, I don't know exactly what he did, but I know it was a blue-collar work of some kind. I think he was a skilled blue-collar worker. 56, the spouse has reached out to me because we've got to do the paperwork for that. I needed a death certificate. We talked a few months ago, maybe now, about, yeah, a few months ago, about um, a death claim, and we talked about how we were able to process it inside of two weeks to the day instead of 10 months. And in that case, it was a widow who passed leaving money to her children. And so the insurance company cut checks for each of the kids who were the named beneficiaries. This is a different situation, and I'm, I'm going to talk about it uh, maybe again next week because I've only just submitted the paperwork, so it's still being processed and I don't, don't have an end result yet. But what's happening here, though, which is different, is it's not going to children. It's going to the surviving spouse. And we're just basically changing the name on the account. And I'm curious to see how fast that happens. Uh, once it's changed, like she'll have total control. I mean, it's, it's her. It, it will be her money. Right. And the other thing that was interesting is it was locked in money. In other words, it was money from a pension plan that was transferred. And that's, that's locked in. And because he was only 56, it was still locked in. And it gets unlocked at death. So interesting stuff. I'll, I'll talk more about it when it's resolved. It's not resolved yet. Just carrying on with the article here. Before you worry about fees, uh, you should really think about whether this arrangement is beneficial to the son and the father. Or in this case, the other case with the uh, email, it was husband and wife. Because there could be drawbacks. Not, not so much with husband and wife, but with, with kids and, and adult parents. You know, I get the question a lot about, especially the family cottage, or even, even the principal residence. People will, will ask me if it makes sense to add a child, an adult child, onto the title to avoid the probate on a principal residence. That, by the way, is your big clue as to what I'm going to say is missing in this uh, answer when I get to the end of this article. I'm almost there. It talks about risks of being a joint tenant. Uh, that portion of the property is now legally registered in your name and could be included in your net worth. In that case, you are face. In, in that case. In the case that you are facing bankruptcy claims or divorce proceedings. So I hear this all the time, too. Oh, I trust my kids. Okay, I know that. I get it. You trust your kids. I trust my kids. Everybody trusts their kids. Everyone's kids are great. And so that's why I use the example. Okay, you've got the best kids in the world. They would never do anything wrong. But, you know, they're driving uh, down the street on an icy Mm -hmm. road, slide on some black ice, cause an accident, put somebody in a wheelchair, and they get sued for $2 million. Total accident, nothing no, nothing malicious, of course, but that money is on the table. It's on the table with the creditors, uh, business people, business partners, and unhappy spouses. You know, if, if the spouse was thinking of leaving, and all of a sudden she knows now there's an extra $2 million on the table, or he knows, <laughs> I shouldn't assume it's a she, but uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it, listen, I'm not, it happens. I'm not making it up. So... That's why whenever someone's suggesting that they just go to the bank and add the kid on to the account as a joint owner, this is the conversation I have with them. Like there are, there are potential problems with joint ownership and there's a better solution. We have the best mousetrap. I challenge anybody, tell me a better solution than keeping all of mom's money solely in mom's name, but adding the kids as beneficiary. And by the way, if the idea... Uh, to be on the account is to help mom manage the uh, expenses and day-to-day stuff. That's what power of attorney is for. Right. So you get the power of attorney, you put beneficiaries on it. It's the best solution out there. It's in mom's name. It simplifies everything. It keeps things nice and tidy. It simplifies. You avoid taxation issues. You avoid ownership challenges, and you avoid probate. And power of attorney doesn't have to be one person. That's right. Because some people are coming, well, I don't want to get into that because then they're going to get an argument with my brother and my sister and who's going to get it and who's going to, well, you're the three of you. And then this way, if you, and, and if it's, that's the, the easiest is if it is three because it'll, you can have a majority. That's right. I was going to say that you too. You get into, get into four and now it's a tie. We don't, like, we don't like even numbers with this stuff. No, exactly. Okay, so I'm watching the clock here. Let's get to the bottom of this because I want to talk about what's missing. I'm just going to... Uh, Estate planning considerations, before you worry about fees, you should really think about whether this arrangement is beneficial to you and your father. I think I touched on that. Uh, this lady says, my experience, this type of property transfer can sometimes have unintended consequences to the estate plan that surprise us. Uh, since what we do today with our assets can affect the future, there are a few things uh, she wants to point out for consideration. 
There was one, um, yeah, this one I think it's worth mentioning. Adding your name to the property could affect the rest of your father's will, depending on who he gives the remainder of his estate to. Those who inherit everything after bills and taxes are paid are called residual beneficiaries. If a portion of the property is transferred into your name or your child's name, and those beneficiaries were expecting to receive the total sale proceeds of the property when it's sold in the estate, this can cause a shock when it comes time to distribute inheritance monies. In other words, in other words, Ted, you put me on as a 50% owner of your house. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got kids. You, you get uh, hit by a bus. The kids are expecting to inherit the kingdom and get, you know, the $5 million in total that your house is worth. Right. They don't know. They may not know that there's a 50% owner, and all of a sudden they're only getting half. Yeah. And that can be a shock, and that can cause a lot of problems, and it can tie things up. I mean, probate is a problem on a good day. As soon as somebody uh, makes a challenge, forget it. You're in there forever. It's never going to get resolved, and you're going you're to lose your mind. So, okay, that's it. Let's just jump to the end here. This person who wrote this article covered a lot of uh, important points. I'll tell you what they missed, and I think it's, well, I'm not surprised. It's, it's too bad. We talk about it on the show. I don't hear anybody else talking about it. And every time I talk about it in person with someone, they say, I've never heard of this before. And, of course, I'm referring to the Bear Trust. There's nowhere in this article where it references a Bear Trust as a solution to the probate problem. And we're here to say it is a valid, relatively simple, relatively inexpensive solution to the probate problem. And it avoids the need for joint ownership. So if you're thinking of adding somebody onto the title of a property, by the way, only lawyers can change titles in, uh, in Ontario, in mm-hmm. Canada, because this question comes up a lot. You know, mom and dad passed away. Do we have to, can I sell the house or do we have to probate it? Well, you can't sell the house unless someone's going to change the title. And if probate's required on the property, there's no lawyer, there's no, there's no legit lawyer who's going to change the title for you if there's probate owing on the property. That's, they're not going to do that. It's, uh, it's not a good idea. The lawyer will get in trouble. So probate is a problem for real estate. Um, we talk about the transfer of investments from the bank over to the insurance company. That's the easy part of solving the probate problem, if you ask me. But uh, if you want to take it one step further and really you know, get things in order, get your affairs in order, and keep things as simple as possible for your, your beneficiaries, your loved ones, your kids, whoever it is, then you need to think about setting up a, a bear trust. And it's not free. The transfer of investments, if you're under age 85, is free mm-hmm. because the insurance company pays our advisors the standard commission across the board. And it doesn't matter which insurance company we're talking about. We're independent advisors. Uh, we do know, well, we think we know, which ones are uh, d- doing better than others in terms of investment options and solutions and things like that. That's a conversation we can have you know, later. And again, there's no charge for that consultation. But the probate, uh, sorry, the bear trust, I think you know, for, for people who really want to tie things up and, and keep it simple, it's a couple thousand dollars for the basic plan. And like we were saying before, if it's a million dollars of value, which is easy to do on a house in, in Southern Ontario, well, you spend twenty five hundred bucks, let's say, and you save twelve twelve five, yeah, or more if yeah. it's worth more than. I mean, the math is simple, and you simplify your estate. You do your kids a big favor, or whoever the executor is, you're doing them a big favor. Okay, I think we're going to throw to our last break because we've changed the format, right? Yes, we have. So we've eliminated a break. I like that. This is Jason Laidler. I'm with Ted Walsh, and you're listening to the Avoid Probate Show on AM seven forty. We're going to come right back with some mailbag stuff. We'll be right back after this. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Good afternoon, friends. We are gathered here to remember... Insert your name. And we're heartbroken because... Insert your name. ...did not avoid probate. So the loved ones of... Insert your name. ...have to wait a long time for what rightfully is theirs. I see I've made you cry. 
Recent changes in law make probate slower, more complicated, and more expensive. Don't make it harder for your loved ones. Avoid probate.ca. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Hey, good morning. You are listening to the Avoid Probate Show with Ted Wallace and, and Jason Laidler. You can contact Jason anytime you wish, either email. It's info at avoidprobate.ca, info at avoidprobate.ca, or toll-free 1-844-667-7628, one 7628 Jason doesn't answer the phone. But his mom does, which is probably better because she's a lot more responsible than he is. <laughs> so she'll make sure that Jason gets your message. And he's a responsible guy, so he will call you back or he will write you back. He will get back to you. Trust me, he will get back to you and and help you save a whole whack of money and, and a whole bunch of time. And just a whole bunch of hassle is really, really what it says. A friend and I we were talking over, over lunch the other day, and he said, he says, you know, you talk about probate and how you save time and you save money, but you know the other word you don't use enough, Ted? And I said, what? He says, hassle, because it is a hassle. It's just, it's not just that waiting and months and months and months. It's just, now fill this out. No, we can't find this. May call us back. Well, we'll put you, you know, try this number. You know, hold on, we'll put you through. You know, your wait time is 48 weeks. You know, you know all that. It's a hassle. Yeah. So if you want to get rid of it, no, and nobody needs any of that anymore. Nobody. Well, needs the that. thing is, it's so easy to avoid it. And That's this right. Is what, this is why we do this work on, on Sunday mornings, uh, 8 a.m. on AM 740, on the Avoid Probate Show, because we're telling people there is a remarkably <coughs> simple solution. And smart people say to me often, how come I never heard this before? Mm-hmm. And I tell them, because I don't want them to feel bad. They already, I'd never heard of probate already, before I met right, you. Right. They already feel bad, and they already feel like they're embarrassed, whatever. And I, so I try to make them feel better and tell them they're in good company. Right. And they are in good company. Mm-hmm. There's so many people, so many smart people who think they've got it all sorted out, just don't know. And I always say well, it's the best-kept secret in the country because the bank is not going to tell you to move your money. Mm-hmm. Right? They're competing for what's called assets under management. And now the insurance companies are doing the same thing because they saw the ridiculous profits that the banks are making. We all hear about these quarterly, multi-billion dollar quarterly, quarterly profits. Yep. It's crazy. So the insurance companies are doing a very good job. I think they're doing a better job. Although, and this actually leads me to another thought about next week's show, uh, when we have uh, Paul Petrelli, the the CEO of uh, Assurus, is our guest next week. I look Again, forward to that. Yeah, he's been... He was a great guest. He was a great guest, and... His message is so important because the other question that always comes up in the conversation is, you know, is my money safe at the insurance company? And uh, people reference CDIC, and I always tell them, yeah, it, there's something called Assurus, A-S-S-U-R-I-S. No one's ever heard of it. Paul Petrelli admitted last time he was in the studio with us that they have an identity crisis. They're trying to fix that. And we're going to help him fix that uh, when he's in the studio next week by talking, by letting him talk to our listeners about what Assurus does and how they do it and yeah. what kind of protection is available for your money when it's at the insurance company. So don't you don't want to miss that show next week. I was going to mention that later, but I've said it now. Getting back to the hassle part, okay, let me tell you, uh, with a mailbag story here, what this hassle can look like. This poor woman is an elderly woman. Uh, we'll just call her Mary. That's not her real name, of course. She called because her sister passed away. And they're both elderly. I don't remember what ages they were. They are. There's some money at the bank. The sister had some money at the bank. And when I say some money, according to Mary, and I have no reason not to believe what Mary's telling me, it was between ten and eleven thousand dollars. That's it. And I'm not going to name the bank, although I'm really tempted to name the bank. But it's not a good time of the year to get sued. I don't think so. <laughs> Is there a good time? <laughs> so, so I won't name the the bank. But they are requiring probate. On this amount of money between ten and eleven, I thought they didn't normally touch you under like twenty five, thirty five grand, thirty five grand. Well, I guess normally they'll waive it for those. Let's call them smaller amounts. I know it's not smaller than ten grand. That kind of came out wrong. But we keep saying the province doesn't require it if it's less than fifty grand. But that doesn't mean the banks don't require it. The bank has discretion. It's ridiculous that the bank can do this. This poor woman. And she was told, she was told by somebody at the bank, you need to go 
to a lawyer and get it probated. So I said to the lady, because she, she's confused, she doesn't know where to turn. Um, the sister was in a nursing home. That's why there was no real property. There's no house or anything. It's all been dealt with. And just checking my notes. Oh, yeah, the, this lady said she, she called the Law Society six times, spoke to six different people, of course, and they all said the same thing. Even the Law Society was not very helpful. They said, yep, you need to get a lawyer and go through probate. So I said to the lady, give me the number of the branch and the name of the manager because she already went in and tried to do all this stuff. So I called the branch, and I and I dialed the extension for the branch manager, and I got his machine. That's fine. No surprise there. They're busy people. And I left a message, and I explained. I said who I am. I said I'm, I'm calling with regard to an estate matter at, at his branch. Uh, his name, I know it was a man, but, but by the name, I can't remember what it was now. But uh, I left, left this message, and I said I'm calling. I'm acting as a certified executor advisor because I'm licensed to do that as a certified executor advisor. And please call me. I gave him my personal cell number. I said, please call me at this number so we can discuss the matter. Mm. Guess what happened? No call? No call. Nothing. And it's been days. And I called Mary back because I told her, I said, I'll call the bank and I'll call you back. I didn't want her to think that I didn't do what I said I was going to do. So I called her and I said, hey, sorry, like, uh, I got nothing for you. Like, I called. And they didn't call me back. And, And she said she called as well. And she tried to get a meeting and he's busy and this and that. It's not cool. Like, it's so not cool, and what do you do? It's so frustrating to think that this poor woman is going to have to probate $10,000. You know, I, I had a client once who, I can't remember what the amount was. And what was. percentage is the bank going to take? The bank doesn't get any of it. It's not the bank's money. The bank doesn't get two so, cents. Well, then who, was this the government? Then you're, well, now, if, now you're confusing me. If if she goes through not the probate... Not that difficult. If she goes through the probate process, as we talked about earlier, it's 1.5% that goes to right. the government. Not to the bank. I know, but that's that's the government when when the government probates. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But 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 remember, it's less than fifty k, so she doesn't even owe the government one and a half percent in this case because it's not over fifty k. So the government gets nothing, the bank gets nothing. Yet they want her to jump through these hoops because it's their way of covering their butt. They don't want to release the funds in case they release it to the wrong person, and somebody else comes shows up and says, "Hey, man." Where's the ten grand that I was supposed to get from? Well, that's what they're worried about. And with all these billions, of, that's why. Well, don't they have rules that say that you don't need to do this if it's this? It is their discretion. It is completely frustrating. I feel terrible for this woman. I I told her. And there's that word again, hassle. Hassles. I told her I would call again yeah. and leave somewhat more of a convincing voicemail message the Certain. second time. What have I got to lose? Maybe the guy will call me back. I am going to call one more time. It's the least I can do. Oh, yeah. And she said to me, it was, I thought it was so cute. She goes, well, what's this going to cost me if you call? I said, nothing. I'm not charging you for this service. This is, you know, we want to, we're trying to help people. We want, we want the calls before your family member passes away, but often we get the calls after the fact. And if we can help you uh, deal with that, we will. Real quick, uh, one other quick mailbag here. This gentleman, this is crazy too. This gentleman, his partner died a year ago from heart failure. They lived together for 36 years. They were not married. Mm -hmm. The deceased person's sister is taking over. There's, There's money here. It's not millions. It's hundreds of thousands of dollars. And the sister has told the partner of 36 years that once it's all probated, She'll share. And this guy is saying, and there's no will. There's no will. So this guy is concerned. He said the sister, these are his words, and this is important. He said the sister is waiting for the government to return some of his, some of the deceased person's money. I said, what does that mean? What are you talking about? And he's so frustrated and he's so confused, and that got me confused. And I just said, you know, the sister, because there's no will, if there's a will and you're listed as a beneficiary, you got legs. You got you got standing. You have you're entitled to uh, be kept in the loop. And if the executor doesn't do that, that's a big problem for the executor. But when there's no will and there's nothing on paper saying that uh, you're a beneficiary, you don't have standing and you got a problem. 
So I don't know if I can help this person or not, but I felt I felt terrible hearing this story. He was he was not very happy sharing it with me. Anyway, that's all we got for the mailbag for this week. We kind of started off with a mailbag item, so maybe it was like a whole mailbag show in a way. Uh, I said we would do that. But as I've always said, the mailbag is important because the mailbag, people come call in and people write in with real problems, and in many cases those problems are being shared by others, if not in exact very close to it. You're totally right. I mean, I, I'm sure I'm shocked. So you're helping yourself and you're helping other people yep. at the same time. I'm shocked. I get emails from people saying, "Wow, uh, that was a great show. Thank you so much. I can I can relate exactly." No one one. I think it was fit me to a T. I think was yeah. was the uh, yeah. was the term that was used because because I remember questioning the spelling of the word T in my mind, but you know I wasn't sure how it was supposed to be spelt in that context, but. Anyway, I digress. I don't know how you... How does it... I don't know. I still don't know. I don't I, and I can't remember how they spelt it, but it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I understood what the what the listener was trying to say. In, in closing, if in, I may... Please. You mentioned at the outset that today is Hug Your Dog Day. Yes. That was one hour ago. Yes. Now, for the people who, who, just, who just got up and they're sipping on their coffees and their tea and they're sitting around, my guess is if you've got a dog, you would have hugged that dog at least once... By now. In the last hour. I hope so. So, Hug Your Dog Day is one of those. It's like, why not just have, if you've got a dog, you hug your dog. You do it every day. Yeah. So, it's it's like having, it's su- su- superfluous. It's like having a, don't forget, don't forget to breathe day. Don't forget to breathe day. Well, you breathe every day, and if you have a dog, you hug your dog every day. Well, hope, and if you don't, yes. then you shouldn't have a dog. That's right, and hopefully we breathe every day. But Yes. Okay, well, that uh, should wrap us up for another week. Mr. Walshin, thank you for your help today and your guidance, as always. Uh, we'll see you next Easter. Yeah, we got to get out of here because we got to get to church. Yeah. We should tell people that next week is Easter Sunday, but we will be pre-taping the show so that we're not heathens. Oh, well, that's right. We're not heathens. Okay. Yeah, we're running late. I got to say, even though I won't be celebrating Easter. Because it's not the right day for you. It's the following week. It's Orthodox Easter. But I actually celebrate both. It's a moon thing. Extra chocolate for you. You get it twice. It's not a moon thing. Yeah, I thought it was a moon thing. All right. right. Thanks to Kelly for uh, keeping us on track behind the glass. And uh, she's the real boss of what happens uh, in this hour. Thanks to Ted Walsh and for his decades of uh, radio excellence. Thank you, listeners and Zoomers out there, for being part of the show today. Hope you liked it and learned something and hopefully you'll be back to join us again next Sunday on Easter Sunday at 8 a.m. We'll see you then. Have a good Sunday. You've been listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.